Well, hello there, and welcome to True Crime Bones, with me, your host, Marissa, also known as Bones. And this is the sixth episode in the Currently in South Africa segment, where I share crime-related events that's happening in my country right now. And like a quick story-style format, you know, giving you the gist of what's happening, keeping you in the loop, so to speak, while also, you know, bringing light to the dark side of South Africa. So, before we jump into it, I'm just going to give you, I'll tell you, um, the time of me recording this, which is, by the way, Monday afternoon, or late at night, um, and it's the 15th of March, 2021. Now, the reason for me giving you this information it's it's because it helps and because I focus on what's happening now it just shows when I said for example last week you now know means last week so with that being said let's get into what's happening in South Africa this week with these two stories Story number one, the family of young father Goba murdered bolt driver, which is an e-hailing service, same as Uber, wants answers, you know, and justice after the young father's body was discovered, well, he was discovered dead, in Isipingo last week on Tuesday, which was the 9th of March. Uh, he died due to a gunshot wound to his stomach. Ntutko Goba, a 30-year-old man, went missing two weeks ago on Friday, which was the 5th of March. And his body was only identified by his family, you know, last week on Tuesday, following an anonymous tip off on social media. Valencia Nlotswa Goba's longtime girlfriend and mother of their three-year-old daughter said that Goba usually checked in on them on the nights when he operated as a bolt driver. However, on the Friday night, you know, the night he went missing, the last call was before 8 p.m. and his last words were, I'll call you later. She would also go on to say, and I quote, I had an early evening that night and never heard from him that evening. On Saturday morning, his mother was concerned that he hadn't returned and that his phone had been off since Friday evening. And that was unlike him. End quote. Now, Gobo, the vehicle that Gobo drove was a VW Polo. And the vehicle was actually found the day after he went missing. They went missing on Friday. The Saturday in Fulweni, a township located in the south of Durban. But when the car was found, it was missing a registration plate, license disc, and the car battery. So that was put aside. They didn't put two and two together. I don't know how yet, but no. While it was going on, I mean, already it's Saturday. His girlfriend 
is already on panic, his mother as well. So, ironically, not long after the vehicle was found, um, which Miss Colvin did not know about, she went on to put on social media, um, posting that and pleading for help. You know, if anyone has any information to come forward, you know, anything. And it didn't take long before she got a anonymous tip about a shooting that happened in Blood Drive. She also went on to say, and I quote, I'm experiencing a whirlwind of emotions and still trying to put the pieces together. I want the people who did this to be found and justice to be done for Goba. I have confidence that the police will find him. End quote. Gareth Taylor, a regional manager of the Bolt in Southern Africa, condemned the violence and said they were actually engaging with the authorities to address the work and, you know, to work together to improve the safety of e-hailing drivers in the country. Because um, I know this, obviously this is something that, um, I won't say happened a lot, but e-hailing drivers like Uber, Bolt, um, a lot of them have quit due to violence, I mean, hijack constantly. It's it's very unsafe job to have right about now, and you wouldn't even think about it. Um, Gareth Taylor would also go on to say, and I quote, Bolt is appalled by the Sanders and Census Act and unequivocally condemns violence of any form directed towards e-hailing drivers because it believes that every South African has the right to earn a living and move around without risk of harm, intimidation, or fear of death or injury. Ball's high-priority team will leave no stone unturned in working closely with the police, investigating into the tragic incident, providing any information possible that may lead to an arrest and conviction. We have reached out to the driver's family and will continue to respectfully engage with them to offer support. It also said that Koba's family were being assisted to claim from Bolt's trip protection insurance that is, is in place for drivers using the platform. Drivers are covered at no additional cost for emergency medical expenses, permanent disability and death caused by an incident while on a Bolt trip. Drivers are covered while they are on online and active on the Bolt platform. Whether they are waiting for a ride or are on a ride until they go offline. End quote. Now, Captain Guala, a provincial police spokesperson, said that Goba's body was found on Friday night, actually, last Friday night, in Platt Drive, Isipingo, um, but they didn't do much, you know, trying to find out who the family member were until, well, actually after, you know, um, well, that's what he said, but I mean, they found on Friday night, car Saturday night, but the family only learned about his death last week on Tuesday. After they had to do the work and had to go on social media and thanks to anonymous tip. I mean, how long would have they would they have taken? It's ridiculous. Um, 
but they are obviously investigating the case you know, on it. Um, no suspects, no arrests have been made so far. And then Koba's funeral will be held this Sunday, upcoming Sunday. Um, may you rest in peace and hopefully they will find the person who was responsible. That's the end of our first story. Story number two, which is also the last one. Now, you know, in TV, all the crime show, documentary series, all that. It's usually, I wouldn't say rare, but it doesn't happen so often. When it does, you know, it, it hits the news immediately. Obviously, it, you get a Netflix special, let's put it like that, when um, they someone tried to hire a hitman, or they have hired a hitman to kill, you know, loved one or not, you know. Now in South Africa, it's 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 a normal thing. Well, not a normal thing, but it's more than you would expect. Like Netflix would run out of specials; they wouldn't be able to do a Netflix series unless it's like they cover a few hired cases per episode, and you know it's a twenty episode series with a bunch of seasons or something now that's what's going on here experts and police remain alarmed at how you know hits were being ordered on wives girlfriends business partners and employees usually by the people who are listed as the beneficiaries to insurance policies in the victim's name that's why when i hear the words life insurance policy i'm around with the <coughs> pandemic ravaging the country's economy, you know, they've noticed more victims were landing on the crosses of shooters. When it's tight, I think it's become like back of the business card, they also had now hitmen. Well, execution-style shootings were usually the preferred method. Some paying customers were opposed to, you know, a bloody end to their victims, which is, I don't know, am I supposed to say it's nice that they're opposed to, you know, a bloody, but at the same time, they are for hiring people to, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that, but this is like the Durban-based businessman who, now I have unfortunately to say allegedly, because, okay, first of all, I won't be able to give names, it has not been released to the public, and since, you know, he has not yet been convicted, everything is allegedly, even though I feel like it's not, but just now. Now, the Durban-based businessman who allegedly instructed a hitman to use minimal force when snuffing out the life of an employee earlier this month, which is March, by the way. The businessman who was apparently experiencing financial difficulty and hoped to benefit from a 250,000 rand insurance policy he had taken out against the life of his employee, who I know, you can give me this, she was, well, is a female. But the businessman knew that he could only benefit if the woman was known to have 
breathing problems died of natural causes. Okay, so now he has an idea. Okay, so I don't know even business owners took out policies on the lives of their workers. I really think it every person I ever worked for, because I'm sure I'm not I'm not always like the smiley type. Definitely get me out of the way, but there's no policy you can take out, so anyway. So this man he had a policy. A 250,000 rand policy, that's okay. Um we work in rands, so I know for like an American to, uh, towards a dollar, if you convert it, doesn't seem that much, I think. I don't know, 250,000, oh, there's a lot of that I can do with it. Um, anyway. Now, I could, she, the policy is if she died in, of natural causes. Okay. Now, again, if she died of natural causes, you would think that the policy would pay it out to the family members. Not the boss. No. She had breathing problems, so boss had an idea. So that's when the boss allegedly <coughs> asked the eat man to, you know, suffocate the woman so that her death wouldn't look suspicious. If she has breathing problems, suffocate it, no one will notice. No, like they will notice. There's there's quite you can pick that up, you know. Anyway, he also instructed the hired killer to flee if the woman put up a struggle, as he did not want her to sustain any bruises. You know, that, which is nice of him, I guess. But it turns out that it wasn't because, you know, he cared for her. No, the bruises were due to the fact that it, if there was any bruises, it would lead to suspicion. You know, so... Um, because that nice spot. With that, you know, on hand, the hitman was an unemployed and was allegedly <coughs> promised, you know, a 50,000 rand payout from the businessman once the policy paid out. So essentially also, again, I don't know how a hitman works, I don't know how he trusts, but I feel like it's stupid. You do all the hard Oh, this sounds horrible of me saying it like this, but think of it this way. You're the hitman. You do the horrible work, the hard work. But you get like... One third of the... the, the no, not even one third. I forgot how to do math. There's no hope for me, Marissa. But you really get in, like... The man who just sits there, he, he didn't do anything, business owner, he gets all the money. You, the person, commits a crime, all the living, all that, barely gets anything. Now, for me, this is like a uh, occurring thing. I also see, you know, I've got any other hits taken out. Why do they like go for so low? Also, why are you hitman? I know things are tough right now. I am recording in the bathroom on the floor. But I'm not gonna kill anyone. In fact, I literally do the opposite. So, with that aside, you know, Hitman's promise 50,000 Rand. If, you know, does this. No. The Hitman got connected to the businessman via another 
associate on March the 2nd. You know, because apparently everyone knows a hitman. Still, that's something also I don't want, I want to know. How, how do you find them? Where do you find them? Is there like a Facebook group? Instagram group? What? Um, you know, after being introduced on the 2nd of March, uh, well, not introduced, they learned about each other on the 2nd of March. They were introduced to each other the following day as they met and planned the whole situation, which was supposed to take place that afternoon, which is now the Thursday, oh, the 3rd March, that afternoon. That's when the hitman learned how the target, poor freak, poor one, had proved troublesome for the businessman as she had raised a matter with the commission for conciliation, mediation and arbitration, which is CCMA for short, you know, against them. Now, I don't know any of my listeners well, from all other parts of the world. Um, it's probably called something else or not, but the CCMA, it's if you are, you have an issue, unfair dismissal or anything at your workplace that is not by law, you're treated well, you go to the CCMA. Um, report it, hopefully, <laughs> if they actually do um, decide to help to look at the case, you know, they will help you. Also, the business owner, depending on what the situation can get fined or, you know, so on and so forth, if they don't pay, you know, bribe some of the members. But that is RCMA. So, okay, she was going to go there, which is problematic now for the businessman, but also, what? Why? Why does he even have to? So, after fetching the hitman from their pre-arranged pickup point, the businessman drove him to his business premises so that the mission could be completed. You know? But when they got there, police arrested the businessman. Yep. The hitman had a change of heart about killing, you know, killing the woman earlier that day and alerted the police who then set up a trap. The businessman appeared briefly at the Durban Magistrate Court on 5th of March, which was Friday, regarding the conspiracy to commit murder and the charges he faced. State Prosecutor Calvin Govender said the matter was due for further investigation and did not oppose bail. Bail was set at 2,000 rand and was endorsed by Magistrate Vanita Armo. Bail was set at 2,000 rand. That is... Oh my... Okay. It's barely anything, you know? The accused is due back in court next month. His attorney, Abdul Karim, said that they did not know the full extent of the allegations and awaited the completion of the investigation before any comments would be made. He also said, and I quote, We intend pleading not guilty to any charges raised against my client. End quote. Rick Crouch, an experienced local private investigator, said bosses ordering hits on employees was growing in popularity including cases where husbands and wives hired hitmen to take on this, out their spouses for insurance and material reasons. 
which is something I understand, not understand, oh gosh, that sounds horrible, which, you know, is something I, we, we see, which is, okay, we get it. If you check again, the ID channel, the hitman, it's usually on the husband or on the wife. But business owners on the employees, it's new for me. Apparently not, but it's new for me. Um, Brad Nathanson, another Durban private investigator, said in his 41 years of doing investigations, he's aware of instances where, you know, the key man, insurance policies were the basis for some killings. Now, you don't have to be a private investigator. Well, you need to be as a true crime podcaster or just like a crime at all to know that when someone says life insurance policy wrong, you know. He also said key men insurance policies are usually taken by companies or business owners on the life of vital employees in case they become, you know, disabled or died. Nathan Sin said hitman given the present economic climate these days, were a dime a dozen. Yes, because apparently um, that should be everyone's backup job. What did I miss? I mean, it is very easy to hire a killer. You could even get someone from outside the country who could easily go over the borders once the hit is done. If he remains, he could be hard to track because they usually have no financial intelligence center act FICA for court, for short, or Related Information Act, RICA trials, said the private investigator, Nathanson. He also said, um, was also approached in some of, of instances to whack people, but refused and reported the matters to the authorities. So, you know, even as a private investigator, he was asked to like, whack people. Okay. How do I, I feel like, should we trust them? Because now it seems like everyone's backup job is whacking or hitting, no? Mary De Haas, uh, KwaZulu-Natal Violence Monitor, believes the proliferation of hitmen is due to the country's crime intelligence unit being misdirected and used by political figures to fight political battles. She ain't wrong, though. She said, and I quote, the crux of the problem hinged on what happened to our crime intelligence units. Some good cops who are committed to work but are now leaving because they can't take their corruption and political meddling any longer. End quote. Anything shame wrong? Captain Guala, whose name you might recognize from a previous story, he's everywhere, provincial police spokesperson said they were concerned that the citizens were increasingly using hitmen to kill people close to them. No. You won't say, would you? He said, and I quote, the contrib This contributes to our high murder rate. It is very difficult for police to know when someone is planning to kill a loved one or an acquaintance. Even the intended target is unaware that someone who they live or interact with on a daily basis is planning to kill them. Most murder victims are killed by someone they know. End quote. Again, thank you for stating the obvious. So there you have it. Holy crap, our second story is 15 minutes on its own. Because me and my rambling. That's the end. And thank you for listening. If you are still listening, 
I will be posting a photo of Gobot on Instagram, which is truecrime.bones. And I appreciate each one of your listens. Also, you can send me any, um, if you have any questions, anything you want to say. Even if it's to tell me how you're horrible. Or maybe it's just to say hi. Let me know. Send me a DM. Thank you for listening. Remember, stay safe. And crime never sleeps in South Africa.